The episode of Truth Stories Based on Fiction that follows can and will contain, of course, language and explicit content. If you don't like to hear those things, then you probably should listen to the episode. Um, I'm going to keep it short to say as my last intro was very, 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 very fucking long. But yeah, so this week we can talk about comics. We're coming back the week after with some more things from the network. So until then, enjoy the following episode. gentlemen welcome to another episode of true stories based on fiction i am one of your hosts brian and with me as always is evan the third host all right it, what we wanted to do today was take a little episode or take a little minute record an episode just to give you give everyone a little perspective of kind of what's been going on with your hosts because you know you love hearing about our lives um might get a little bit of comic talk going on uh who knows what has been up with you, though? Um, it's funny that you say that as part of the intro. There hasn't been much going on with me. Uh, same old shit, same old. It's work, school, trying to balance everything. Nothing too spectacular. Let me tell you this. Everyone sat there and said, once school's over, your life's going to free up. You're going to have all this extra free time. Right. It's a goddamn lie. <laughs> I feel like I don't have... I feel like I have more free time when I was in school and working really? than when I do now. So, like, what's taking up all your time, then? Work. Uh, work um, more. I actually had a lot of family in town for the summer so far, so it's been kind of on the go constantly with that. So, it's been hard to get over here and record when I want to. Um, right. I'm finding time that frees up with both of us. But, as all our listeners are getting today, we did free up a little bit of time to record. Yep, yep, yep. You definitely did. And, um... Because there, there's going to be a lot of things going on for the summertime and uh, in reference to the show. But, like, it's definitely good to get, like, the core group back together. Um, minus Randy. But Randy will probably do an intro for this thing. Because that's typically Randy's a new whole, I mean, new role on the show. He's the announcer. Maybe we can get him for a little outro, too. Yeah. Uh, th- that's actually a possibility. Or maybe he does the intro some days. Maybe he does the outro. Who knows? Right. That's a way to get your Randy fix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone needs a little Randy in their lives. It's kind of like that podcast. Uh, I don't think they let you listen to it, but it's called a uh, Marvel Noise, where it's the same thing. Like the guy who started the show, his name was David a- David A. Price, 
and uh, he, and now he's only on the show as the announcer. And everything else is like, it's like the other guys on there. Interesting. Um, so like I said, we're gonna do maybe a little bit of comic talk, uh, with you, uh, the audience today. Uh, me and Evan really haven't talked comics at all, right, in a while, which is nice because we could sometimes get going. We can get some good conversations that way. Um. And it might kind of tie in. I don't know if this one will come out timely enough for it. Probably not. But Comic-Con is coming up. So. As we record this, Comic-Con starts tomorrow, I believe, right? Uh, tomorrow or Thursday? No. T- yeah, I think Wednesday starts the prelims where people yep, get in. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, give everyone a little bit of heads up. So, whenever this episode does launch, know that it is Comic-Con week, which is the g- biggest time of the year pretty much for all comics. Christmas for comic yes. fans and comic companies and entertainment companies. Um, what books have you read recently that you, or have you been keeping up on? Um, I'm behind as fuck. Uh, I, the books that I've been pretty up to date. Well, I finished going down swinging. Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, mm-hmm, for Dan Slott, Stuart Eminem, and a, a, a myriad of of uh. A-list talent for issue 800 at least. Now one thing I'll say that had a hefty price point on it 10 bucks. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. They gave you the content for a book that you're going to pay that much for. And all one story which I liked. Yep. And it's like the only um, anniversary issue I can think of in recent memory that was all original content with all A-list artists. Because mm-hmm. uh, I will contrast that to Action Comics 1000 which was a fucking snorefest. Now that was all new content as well, but it was broken up into like little, little like six ep- a vintage story. Yeah, so I like the idea it of getting didn't mean one anything besides like the uh, Bendis one. The Bendis is the only one that was kind of significant. Now there were some good ones I can't remember. I think the Tom King one I liked, and uh, it'd be so. It'd been a minute. So I'd have to go back and look at it. I'm not a fan of fucking uh, the the anniversary issues to where like the the. The creators just have a tribute to the yeah. I want, some, shit. I want a I story. want something that goes along to what I've been invested into. If you charge me all that guap for it, I want a fucking good ass story. Then also, when they do have a longer main feature, is sometimes it can uh, kind of lean into like Sons of Anarchy when they had like the little longer episodes, and it wasn't more stories, it's longer scenes. This actually had a speaking about uh, a amazing eight hundred. It wasn't just longer scenes. It had like a full six issues worth of storyline in one book. Mm-hmm. Which meaning like it didn't drag. It, it, the pacing was pretty much on point. Besides like the chapter about the Osborne family. That one kind of drug a little bit. But nothing like too bad. Yeah. And then um, it, it, it had a big death in it. It, it, it included the whole Spider-Man fucking family. Which is a, a, a myriad of books now. And, and characters. It just, it, I guess it felt like Amazing 800 should have been what Action 1000 was. Exactly. Action 1000 sh- should have been fucking a storyline about Superman fighting somebody in the entire fucking book. And then maybe have like subplots and that nears that pertain to his wife and his kid and shit. But it was just like, because as we're looking at it now, the Bennett storyline with uh, Jim Lee... Is the only one that really moved forward the narrative. Now, the uh, one by this you have it on now, the Jeff Johns, uh, Richard Donner, and Olivier Copiel 
that was a pretty good story because it, it, cause it, it took it took a small little detail from Action Comics one and mm-hmm. expounded on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what I would have liked is, you know, you got decent sized issue for how much does this thing cost? Like seven ninety nine. Uh-huh. The size of it should have been five ninety nine. I agree, and now, the content should have been three ninety nine. What they should have done is maybe thickened it up a little bit. Yep. And you should have kept it to three main stories. Let uh, Dan Jurgens write one because he had wrote action up until that point. Yep. From Rebirth on. Let uh, Tomasi and Gleason do one mm-hmm. so that because th- they were large contributors to Superman since Rebirth. Yep. And let Bendis get his story in because he was taking over. You don't need all yeah, those current, little small ones. Well, like the old guard and then like new guard. Yeah, passing on. Yep. Yep. And then you could have just had three. Three stories, but make them all relevant. Yes. I want something that's going to have lasting impact, at least for the foreseeable future, on my story. Because even their uh, fucking tribute storyline, it was cookie-cutter shit we've seen before. Like 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 the Dan Jurgens story. We've, how many times have we seen a story like that? Yeah, Metropolis is yeah, or doing any hero. Superman Day. Yeah, it's... Now, I will say this. I'm on a record of not being a Dan Jurgens art fan. I'm not sure if, he, if he's change the style up or if it's the anchor but that's the best fucking Dan Jurgens I've seen in years this might be the best Dan Jurgens I've seen since Death of Superman <laughs> era which I've just reread uh-huh. uh, actually last night mm. um, is a story that still holds up not a lot of heft to it but holds up did you read really it up uh, I mean like did you read it up um, in time for the Death of Superman part 1 is coming out uh, honestly it's just uh, I have the omnibus that has the Death of Superman, Life Funeral for a Friend, yeah. Reign of, and Reign of the Superman, Return of Superman. Mm-hmm. And I've never actually... I bet you I've only read Funeral for a Friend and uh, the Reign of the Superman once in my lifetime, and I wasn't a big Superman, so I kind of just wanted to read it yeah. as one storyline. Uh, so I plan on continuing it. Um, and just I've been kind of on a little bit of a Superman kick lately, because mm-hmm. I, I do think uh, some of the storylines have been good. And I will say this for... When Bendis first started in Marvel, I was a big Bendis supporter. Mm-hmm. Got everything he did. And towards the tail end of his tenure at Marvel, his quality of work went so downhill. Yep. Especially when it came to writing major storylines like yep. uh, Civil War 2. Didn't need to be done. Trash. Um, with the exception of his Iron Man stuff. I liked his Iron Man. I, I've got to get caught back up on that because uh, I, stopped, I stopped pulling it, but... Um, because of Marvel Unlimited, I have access to it. Gotcha. Now, that being said, ben, to me, Bendis' Superman work has been some of his better work that he's done in years. Hmm. So I wouldn't get fooled by like this little s- small snippet. Because that was not that good. Um, Those now, talky it has a chicks. Lot. Yeah. Oh my god, Superman's so hot! They don't do a whole lot of that in it, but I mean, I mean, if you don't like the villain Rogelzar or something like that... I don't even try to pronounce that dude's name. Um, Zombies you Zorel. Might, you might not like it. Zombies Zod. Because it continues on. But uh, I would definitely say check it out. Uh, he did a Man of Steel six-part story uh, miniseries. Trying to be like John Byrne when John Byrne was a big... But nothing uh, like it. You would. Yeah. It's not It's not a retelling of the origin like you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the covers lead you to believe like it goes through the history. The, the covers are the only thing that kind of gives you a history of Superman. Other than that, it's all... All the brand new storyline, um, which is kind of a precursor to his Superman work, um, and then Superman issue one has come out. 
So, so that was kind of a long-winded talk where we were talking about Spider-Man. Right, and we'll segue back to it because I, I actually um, really enjoyed that. But but that brings up the question to me, though. So, Pete, Pete Tomasi, um, what's the artist's name? Patrick Gleason. Gleason. And uh, Dan Jurgens got to basically give a swan, sh- swan song to their arcs on Superman. But how do you think they really feel about being basically kicked off Superman when they were doing good? The book was selling, had solid sales. And it was the best Superman you've read in years. Yeah, even though I stopped reading it because I got a little bored of it because I'm not a Superman fan, it was still a solid book. How do you think they feel about getting kicked off the book for uh, Bendis? Bendis. Um, well, Gleason's still on, I think, as art for action. Is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but he's not kind of the storyteller anymore. I know right now Jurgens went over to Green Lanterns, so I don't know how long he's staying on that. But his first issue came out, and I'm holding judgment out. I think Jerk. <laughs> that's uh, that's Midas talk for his trash. It's only one issue, so hopefully I'll continue to read it. Who's the artist? Oh shit, I don't remember. Is art good though? Iffy. Mm. Um, but I know they're canceling uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. What's his dumbass title, anyway? But, uh, I was never a huge Vendetti fan. Isn't that his name that writes it? Yeah. Who took over after Jeff Johns. But his last few arcs have been, in my opinion, the best he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. In this last, he's been doing like a multi-three-arc final storyline with bringing back the Dark Stars, which I think has been really good. The Dark Stars were uh, during during the Kyrena reign, right? I don't know. They're almost exactly like the Manhunters, but not robots. They're another police force that has ability to use lethal force. Okay. And they're going through killing all the criminals. Um, now, you read Amazing 800. Did you read Amazing 801, which was Dan Slott's final issue? Yep, and it was. It felt like it could have been an Action 1000, how hokey and cookie cutter and basic it was. It was a waste of my goddamn time. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan of those fucking... Wholesome tribute stories like that. Oh, what Spider-Man means to me. I wouldn't have minded it if you would have had something significant happen, like for it being his to, last to issue. cap off. I mean, to me, eight hundred was better. Yep. Um. Well, this was essentially an epilogue of, of eight hundred, and that story is it works as an epilogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I agree that him his last issue, it would have been more imp- impactful if you put that if you put that in in uh, eight hundred. Yeah, I felt it kind of took away a little bit from 800. Which I agree. Was, um, and th- that didn't need to be 20 pages. No. That, that, was, a, that, was, a six, that was a six-page <laughs> six story. Page, yes. Um, Same impact. Probably more impactful if it's just a, a six-fucking-page story. Now, continuing on, Amazing Spider-Man issue one, legacy numbering 802. Wait, wait, wait. So, sorry to interrupt. So, so that means these new Marvel books that are kind of pissed me off because they just had Marvel Legacy with their original numbering. Do, do, do the covers have both numbers on it? They do. Okay, good, 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 good. So, I was really happy about that because it gets two, these new number ones constantly. Are Legacy too just started because it makes CB Sabowski seem like he's incompetent and he's out of touch because Marvel made made the effort to go back to original numbering. And he comes on, he goes back number ones. He, I think he's doing the the smartest thing though by I mean that? okay. Well, he did what they should have been doing. What uh, was it? Palmiotti? Who was before him? 
Um, Axel Lonzo. Should have done long ago. What's that? Have the legacy number. It's actually something I, I feel DC should do, too, now that they're restarting Superman mm-hmm. again. You know, let let those completionists have that number one. So there, you have a way of searching out yeah. runs if you want to. But, um, yeah, write it. Marvel did for a while, too, uh, mm-hmm. when during the Quesada. Right after era. Heroes Were Born, right? No, 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 no. Um, no, uh, this is um, when Quesada took over. Was it? Yep. Because uh, when Amazing Spider-Man, no, it happened like when, when, when Jane Amazing Michaels hit like 500 or 300 or something like that. Well, they started doing both numbers oh, around, around that time. I remember uh, it was J. Michael Straczynski, whatever his name, however it's pronounced, right during yep. the beginning of his first run. Um, they kind of went into the original numbering. Yep. Shortly after the uh, 9-11 book. Yep, yep. Now, uh, C- circa that time, yep. Being said, so like I was going, um, I know your opinions on Nick Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you like the art. You like Ryan Otley, right? I like Ryan Otley on Invisible, Invincible. But like from, from the previous I seen of this shit was not that good. That's not my Ryan Otley. I will tell you, great storyline. Hmm. Great, great. To my in my opinion, great first issue. Wordy as fuck, which Spencer is, but much better than his uh, Captain America. Falcon. Um, how, how many pages of story? It's a big one. Okay, because it's five dollars, so it better be. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other part I don't like. It's I, not Amazing Spider-Man eight hundred big, but it's uh, it took me a minute. I felt I got my money's worth with reading it. And then I hear that he's bringing back the marriage. He's, he's not bringing the marriage. I don't know if he's bringing the marriage back. He's bringing the Peter Parker, Mary Jane relationship. Yeah, but like they've they've kind of been in like a will they won't they phase for a couple. Years. Well, he put them together. They're back together in the first issue. I mean, like. Which is honestly something I thought Dan Slott was going to do. and I thought he was he, he, he was definitely leaning towards that towards the end. And I'm wondering if he had the idea. Yeah. And then uh, that was part of uh, Spencer's idea too. But that's what I'm liking about it. It's bringing back... He's not trying to reinvent the wheel. Which is what... I don't know if you remember. We had this talk when they first announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want him to come... I want him to come in and write Spider-Man. I don't want him to come in and be like... Oh, I have this big... 15 issue long story that's gonna change how Spider-Man does. You thought you knew Super Spider-Man. They make him, uh... It's funny because they brought him back into being a hero that, you know, the the rest of the heroes in the Marvel Universe don't necessarily uh, like being around. Like, he annoys them kind of thing. All his goofiness. Which is kind of like what the old school Spider-Man used to be. Um... But they bring back like that down on down on his Parker Luck Spider Man. Yeah, you love that Spider Man. I, I don't like that Spider Man. I, I don't like down on your Luck Parker. Um, I don't know. It just reminds me of old school Spider Man. I mean, so old school Spider Man, like from where though? Well, like uh, because like when we were growing up, like he wasn't down on your Luck like that. Oh, I guess when I first started reading, he was becoming that professor at the. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe that's just this fact. I, I, I thought it was a good storyline. I would highly recommend at least get the first issue. See what you think. With you that. aren't really selling for me, because I, like I said, I don't like... I like, as I think we have spoken about on the show before, I like progressing. Like, the fact that Peter Parker was a nerd in high school, then he, he went to college, and he kind of leveled up. He, uh, like, started dating all these hot girls, like Gwen Stacy and, and Mary Jane, and they had a connection. And then, like, he, he married... Uh, 
a Mary Jane. He was still a photographer. But he wasn't down on luck anymore. He was down on his luck, but he, but he, but he, he had more adult problems. Like he had problems like paying his mortgage, uh, helping out Aunt May, like deciding whether she should move in with him and Mary Jane or not. That type of thing. So I don't like to. Oh, I can't pay my rent this month because because uh, I'm a loser, Peter Parker. Because that's never been my Peter Parker person. Like in the cartoon, he he, he wasn't that bad. Uh, and then like in the books around that time, like wasn't that bad either. Because he isn't a kid. I mean, I could see him be down down on his luck if he's a kid. But and I don't th- I don't like him being a millionaire, being Tony Stark. But I like the balance. I I, I don't like like the pendulum going the entirely like the other way. So. Do you want me to go, go a little more in depth on what happened to this issue, or do you want to wait and read it? I'll, I'll probably read it. All right. And I also don't like Ryan Ryan Otley's uh, Luke Cage, because, like, it's off-model. He was yeah. he, he bald head with no beard. Yeah. Like, no fish hair at all. That's only a couple scenes. Yeah, but it's, it still is off-model, though, because, like, now Luke Cage either is a goatee or, or full beard. That's just being nitpicky, and then I also don't like Ryan Otley's Spider Man. His Peter Parker looks like Invincible, but like his Spider Man is like I think the eyes are. He's a little more blocky than what I'm used to with Spider Man. Yes. Yep. Yep. But he, he, but back during Invincible, I he seems like he, he he's meant to draw Spider Man, but when he actually does it, it's not like it, it's not what I expected. Um. All right. So. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, any other stuff you caught up on, but... Well, I I was going to ask you, um, are you pretty much up to date on that um, TMNT color, recolor image shit? I got the, the first two. Urban Legend? Yes. Yes. Issue three just came out like a week or two. Okay. Last week, I think. That gives me like reason to go to the comic shop because uh, I, I, IDW continues to be like a great... Uh, publisher for like the licensed properties and I'm a huge fan of like like uh, last year I think the TMNT was my book of the year and then this story although I've never read it before and it's old as fuck it's from like 92, 93 it's a pretty good story so far is that I thought it was like maybe early 2000s no 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 this is an early image is it mm-hmm. definitely it ain't your daddy's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles violent as fuck violent and now we got like Raph missing like half his face or something yeah shit and because this is a direct continuation of the uh, Mirage books, I believe. Oh, is it? It's in that continuity. So I need to, I need to go back and uh, read the Mirage stuff and get some of them trades. Uh, unfortunately, I came into the... Te- I'm sure we've talked about this, but came into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, uh, the new IDW series late. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got they do these nice hardcover yep. collections of yep. the stories. So rather than just starting up and getting sporadic issues... Um, it's actually nice to have something to look forward to when it comes out. Yep. And I get those. And I know the... I think it's the 7th or 8th one comes out this month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so how far are you um, into it now? I know they just brought Don back. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, like... So I think it's like 20 or 30 issues behind. Do it. Yeah, it's on, it's on 80-something right now. So like, is it? That's around 50-something. But the nice thing is they always put everything in chronological order, too. And all the specials, because I know, I don't think it's, I can't remember if it's this one or the next one, because I already have the next one solicited too, mm-hmm. um, is when they start that offshoot, the TMNT universe. Which is four ninety nine every fucking month. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's a good book too, but I'm behind on it because I'm not paying four ninety nine for that shit, man. I thought I thought it was going to be the first arc, but no, it's still four ninety nine. It's like 20 issues in. 
and it make, it, then they still have now IDW. I can tell that um, that that Marvel is 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 probably low key financing them, especially with the deal that they made Just earlier. I'll tell you about. But they're doing fucking Marvel shit. Like they have a, a main book. It's three ninety nine. That sometimes I feel like it comes up bi weekly. Then they have a mini series pretty much concurrently every fucking month. And then they have TMNT Universe. Yeah. And now they got the new one too. The Yeah. I think any given month there's about uh three three, three to four, four TMNT. Yeah. And then fucking Universe is the same the same number of pages, but it has a car sock cover. Why are you charging four ninety nine for that shit? <laughs> but I guess if you look at Universe like the old school X-Men Chronicles, Spider-Man Unlimited, like, those books are always more money, but shit, I, I want to read it, but I, I can't fit it in my budget, like, it just, it just stacks up in my, um, box, I like my box, so, um, something I discovered last week, actually, when I picked up my books, mm-hmm. um, something DC is doing, which I'm not happy about, what's that, uh, certain books are going back to the old school, uh, paper, Pages as opposed to like that glossy, really, and it's to save money. But I think it's on their books that to try to keep the cover price down. So I will give them that. If that's the case, I don't mind. But Superman issue one had that more the same um, paper stock as uh, kind of reminds you from the '90s and stuff. But as like the Andy Kubert Robin a miniseries. Andy Kubert Robin. Yeah, yeah, but remember like. When he wrote in pencil, like the Robin miniseries, and I think uh, when did Andy, Andy Kubert do? That was he's a writer. I mean, like he, he's an artist, like Kubert brother. Mm-hmm. When did he do Robin? It was 2015, 16 or so. This is uh, because it was a continuation, like a miniseries, yeah. or like the yeah miniseries. I might have to look this up because I might have to look. I, I guarantee Tim you Drake it. Robin? No, it was uh, Damien Robin because like, he's the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The I'm sorry, the um. Damien, son of Batman, or uh, not son of Batman, something like that. Where yeah. he was the adult uh, yes. Batman. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that had. And I'm I, I'm hoping that at least it has that kind of paper stock. That paper stock with that toothy paper, mm-hmm. it, like was it like newsprint? It was like a toothy thick newsprint. And it's kind of like that. It's not okay, real flimsy, good. but it does. It's not that glossy feel. Honestly speaking, I think the glossy comics kind of killed it for me. Because if you're reading, like, we're taking a shit, the the fucking bathroom light fucking shines on it too bright and shit. But, like, if it's that nice dull paper, I think the colors kind of pop more. Especially if it's a book that kind of shoots from the pencils as opposed to being inked, like Kubert does a lot. Mm -hmm. It looks better on on that toothy paper. And it smells better. Well, one thing, too, if you notice, I don't know if you ever noticed on the glossy, um... If it's fucking like hot and sweaty or something oh, like yeah, that, yep. fucking you guys, you're smearing that Smear, ink with yep. uh, your fingerprint. And the, you convinced me. Now I'm happy. To use this <laughs> one. But I'm even happier if they're fucking keeping pricing down. Yep. So, uh, how much Superman one? Two ninety nine? No, it was more than that. But I think it was made. I think they may have kept it three ninety nine. Let me look it up. But that's. But that was already. Oh, but I, wait, 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 wait. So are you in, are you inferring and implying the prices are, are going up to four ninety nine monthly? No, 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 no. But it was an oversized issue. Oh, okay. So rather than being a five ninety nine book, which seems to be, um, it it I don't remember it being as much. But I'm trying to see if I can look it up. Right. Um. I will say this though. Uh. I don't like that Marvel 
if you noticed a few months ago, their cover stock and their interior stock is the same. Shit. Yeah. It looks and like it shit. looks like a piece of paper is the cover. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's the same stock. And but it's not all issues, just certain ones. And yep. it's like I think it's their lesser selling ones. Like mm-hmm. my Daredevil was like that. Yep, yep, yep. I thought I remember I yelled at my uh, comic shop owner. <laughs> like it was his fault. <laughs> you did this to me. Look I what was, you did. I wasn't happy. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a better alternative than that because that that is like yeah. So then, if your thumb and if your thumb and forefinger are, are on the cover, it's gonna fucking smear. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, like a Ron Gardy type of art, when um he's ink properly and color properly or Stuart Eminem, they'll look better in my opinion with how Wade Gron, Wade Von Grawbrader colors them on that newsprint stock anyway. Uh, I'm kind of a paper nerd, if you haven't noticed. Um, so I'm not mad at that at all because, like I said, over, when Glossy first came out in, in the mid '90s, when I was like, "Oh, this is because of new and novel and different," I liked it, but now I don't like it that much, especially if you keep prices down. Um, so, so yeah, they kept it at three ninety nine. So they increased the price by one dollar, which normally would have been a five dollar book at least. Yep. Yep. So I will say that. hats off to DC for that because mm-hmm. uh, the the Marvel idea was not good. Now uh, I guess it's kind of a segue. Did because all right, it, there's a Walmart in Bay City, right? Yes. Did they get those DC books? They did. Because uh, Saginaw, did, well, I can't find them in Saginaw. They no, got, I, I can't find them. them here. Um, I could find here, I, know, I know because I bought. They were almost sold out in the Bay City one. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the Superman, the Justice League, and the Titans one, but they didn't have the Batman one, which is the one I really wanted. This is Bay City or Saginaw? Bay City. So okay. I drove to the Bay Road Saginaw one, uh-huh. and they had a ton of them there. And where but, are they? Um, They're up by the front where like the fucking... Magazines? Nope. That's where I thought. That's where they should be. It should be. Um, They have one aisle kind of by the doors where they have like the magic... The gathering cards and uh, some action fig, more uh, higher expensive action figures like maybe like the McFarlands and shit like that. By the door, it's usually by one of the entrances, and it's just um kind of like by a cash wrap, um and that's where they have them. It was weird. I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, granted, I haven't been to um the Walmart in Saginaw in a, in a long ass time, but and that's a biweekly thing, isn't it? I don't know. I've gone a few times now, and I can't seem to, uh, uh, find them again. Find any second issues. The second issues are out. Are they? Yep. So, if they are, then they just came out, because I checked as of last weekend. I think they came out, like, Friday. Well, I think they put all of a, I think they put all the number ones out at the same time, and then they're shipping out periodically at that point. Probably weekly, like, there's four of them, right? Mm -hmm. Batman... Titans, just League and Superman. Yep. So, what's your thoughts on uh, um on, on that whole thing? Yeah, it, it's good for comics because comic shops have a fucking stranglehold on, on 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 the fucking customers. That's why prices are so fucking high. Mm-hmm. So, if comics are out there in the proper lexicon, because let, let's be honest, brick and mortar is dying. The only brick and mortar is going to stay here is probably Walmart or Super Target, things like that. So, Marvel, or so Marvel DC, if you want to stay relevant and get more hands and eyes on comic books, you have to put them in fucking Walmart. It's, it's a good move. They need to find a way to give them to the audience, though. Um, now, they are five bucks a piece, which isn't bad. They are 100 issues. For, for thick-ass book, yeah. Um, essentially, you're getting four issues in one. 
But there's three reprints and then one uh, new storyline, which is the new story like ten uh, ten pages or something like that. And is that newsprint as well? No, it was glossy, I think. So, so, dude, think about that, bro. So we're paying three ninety nine for twenty pages of new story in a comic book store. But even though these are reprints, ten pages new story, but still, you're for five ninety nine, you're getting a hundred pages of books. You don't see like a, a fucking disparity there. That's fucked up. We're getting raped by these fucking comic book stores because we aren't their customers. The comic book, me and you are not Marvel and DCs and IDW's customers. The comic book shops are, and the comic book shops like these prices being higher so they can sell more books. If you think about the return on investment of the, that. That we get from spending three ninety nine on a fucking comic book for twenty pages of art, people on the outside, they'd be crazy to buy a comic book. It's mm-hmm. too fucking too much fucking money. Or say like a fucking amazing eight hundred ten dollars. Who the fuck is going to spend ten dollars if you if you aren't already a comic book fan and they got you by the balls? So this is a first step, and comic shops hate it, but they should. And comic shops are raping us for years. The price is way too fucking high. They need to cut them. And I know they just, I don't know if you've heard, uh, GameStop actually just made an agreement with Marvel. They're going to start getting yep. the spinner racks in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be new content exclusive for them or what, but uh, it I, is funny because you are starting to get uh, content out there for audience. And if they, I'll be honest, if they can get new com- comic readers or something like that, then yeah. more power to them. Because um, I'm, I hate to say it, I mean, I, I like my local comic shop, but we also work in, in a sales environment, as you call it, and I see the writing on the wall, that's just not going to last. And the thing about it... I'll be honest, I don't know how comic shops survive now. Because they're charging, because they're, cause they're fucking raping us, that's why. Um, so that's how they survive, on, on the rape of their customers. Um, so Marvel, DC, and the other companies will always be here, but the comic shops won't. Because uh, it's a crazy system, bro. I mean, the more I think about it, Marvel Unlimited makes the most sense. But in the, what keeping them from being day and day is the comic shops. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll be really interested to see how where the because you got DC Universe um, launching this fall, and I think we're supposed, they're supposed to be making some more announcements with it. Did you sign up for their beta? I did. Did you get any uh, more emails from? Not a one. Okay. To make sure I, I wasn't missing out because I, I signed for the beta as well. And then I think that no matter how much it costs initially, I'm going to get it. This fucking binge watch all the shows I want to watch because if they put all the episodes out Netflix style, I'll get it for at least the first month and watch all, and, and watch all the shows. Well, I think they're only putting the, as far as new new shows, Titans is the only one. Maybe uh, no. one other one. Oh, what do you mean? Like the only one? I think they're only throwing up Titans at first, besides all their back or back really? catalog stuff. I don't like that. I think which that smart on their part, but they should at least have two to three shows that they can. How is that smart? Because it'll get people to continue to keep the app. No, or they're just binge watch Titans in one day and then cancel it. And they have more content out there. Like they're they're more so. Uh, now I think they're gonna put like you get all the small like ten seasons of Smallville, like all the CW. I'm thinking the CW shows, but end of the day, I like it. I, I hope I'm wrong about. I'm with you. Um, yeah. it might be more than just Titans. It might be like one or. or I think that Young Justice. Is like, like, no, Young Justice got pushed back. Oh, I don't. I mean, it was makes sense because you can't do that that quality of animation because they had good quality animation. They were they hoping it was going to be ready for launch, and then it yeah. uh, got pushed back a little bit. See, I think tough. 
maybe early 2019. So I might wait until there's more content then. But I don't care if about they will, Smallville. I'm really interested to see how what comics they put in there because they haven't really disclosed if they're going to be putting a vast amount of their li- comic library. No, they kind of did. Like it's not going to be like Marvel uh, Unlimited. They're going to have select curated storylines yeah. and stuff like like almost uh, um essentially graphic novels type things. Pr- promoting like their uh, larger properties like and, and shit is shit that's there. Uh, like they're gonna have like some Swamp Thing shit, like the fucking Alan Moore shit. They're gonna have like identity crisis shit like that. Now, do you think over time they're eventually gonna get to what Marvel Unlimited is with it? Over time, absolutely, because uh, that's gonna be like the new model. Because mm-hmm. um, every other form of media, besides I guess movies right now and TV for the most part, is is on to put everything out there for streaming. So uh, comics, if it wants to survive. It's going to go the same way. Um, but that's the one thing with this DC app is they're going to have to make sure that they're exclusively coming out with new content. Because you only have so many DC properties that you have. I mean, there's only four, four original Tim Burton Batman movies. There's only three Christopher Nolan uh, Batman movies. There's only four Christopher or uh, Reeves Superman movies. I mean, as far as TV shows and movies go... You only got a select library, unlike Netflix, who is, I mean, constantly monthly updating and putting new um, TV shows and movies out there. So they need to be able to do something to keep subscribers up. True. Which has me wondering, are they going to go where they're releasing episodes on a weekly basis of their new shit, or are they going to go to binge-watching like Netflix does? I mean, the benefit that Marvel has over... I mean, sorry, that DC has over Marvel is the fact that they own all of their content. Like, Marvel has a lot of shit from the... Um, until 2008 or whatever that's owned by other different other companies that they, they don't have the access to. They own all their content, DC, starting at a certain point. Fox owns... Uh, I know, like, the old Batman. Yeah, but, like, that's like one or two shows. But the bulk of when, when, when they've been in a proper, popular uh, lexicon... Has been Warner Brothers DC. True, like all the Batman movies, all Superman movies, I believe even. So that they own, they but they own a lot more of their content than Marvel does. Because mm-hmm. um, the only cartoons that Marvel Marvel owns, I believe, are uh, like the DC cartoons, which are trash. Like the old Spider Man, I, I don't think they own all the way. The old X Men, they don't own the the Avengers. Uh, the shitty Avengers from nineties, they don't own. They don't own. Any movie prior to 2008. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so But overall, DC has a much larger library. True. And I'm not saying Mar- Marvel. Short of the comics. Like, that's why I'm saying they need, DC needs to eventually get to the point, like, what they're following, how Marvel's doing with, like, yep. Marvel Limited. But I they got to, at the very least, they got to make sure that price point's not outrageous. That's what I was going to say next. Um, so, how much do you think that, that, that you'd pay for this monthly? I think I would go up to ten bucks. Exactly. Yep. Ten bucks is my in my ceiling. I guess eleven ninety nine because all them things like Netflix start out like those weird pricing like they don't just start out like nine ninety nine. It's eleven ninety nine. So I'll say twelve bucks would be top I'd want to pay. Unless I try it out for a month and it's amazing or something like that, and then hopefully for being like a, a beta subscriber. We get a free month or something like that. Okay. Oh, excuse me. 
Um, but for the first month, let's try it out to see how it is. I might pay up to twelve ninety nine for it, but long term nine ninety nine because I have all my fucking subscriptions down low now. Like for entertainment, I got my cable low as possible. I got uh, I canceled my actual. I mean, I got my internet rather. Um, I canceled my cable now, so I, and then I got like the Hulu and shit because of school. So for five bucks, so I'm getting all my shit as low as possible now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. If I'm willing to pay more than twelve ninety nine consecutively for a uh, DC Universe, exactly, and um, so I might like kind of hop in and out because like when Swamp Thing comes out, like I might uh pick it back up. Although I I act like I'm a big Swamp Thing fan, I'm not really a, that big a fan of his books per se. I like his character design. Cause, because the only good Swamp Thing to me was Alan Moore. Was was, was I haven't gotten back to reading. And the Scott Snyder slash Charles Soule arc. Everything else he's in, like Like, he's going to be in... It could be out already. Like, the Wonder Woman Justice League book. Justice League Dark? Yeah, I haven't... I, I'm not I think it comes it. out next week. I'm interested in reading it. It sounds... I like the artwork. Uh, and it sounds interesting. Who's it? I can't remember, but I remember looking at it. I remember seeing the artwork. Look Is it good. Jorge Jimenez? No, he's doing uh, Justice League. Okay. Um, you know, it's surprising now I'm thinking about it, though. HBO's getting Watchmen. Yeah. That's not Watchmen, essentially. Yep. Watchmen by title, not by not by story. So I'm surprised that's not going exclusive to the app. I mean, they probably want to get more eyes on it. Could and, be. And, and have it be mainstream. Um... Shit, like what else was I gonna say? Uh, is there any other books th- that you've been reading? Um, shit, I've been reading a ton of them. I'm trying to think. Must be nice. <laughs> um, you know, I've been still staying up to date on Batman, but I know you're not a Tom King. Yeah, but that's a that's a great segue. Um, because I I I didn't read it, but I'm I'm hearing all of these articles about people being upset about X Men Gold Wedding. And then the Batman 50 wedding, like, it was two bait and switches. Mm-hmm. But, at least in X-Men, someone got married, yeah. yeah. Now, um, for the last while... Did you read both? Yes. Okay. Um, for the last while, leading up to Batman issue 50, he has made it a point, like, in the writing of saying, can Batman still be effective if he's happy? Mm-hmm. I mean, Bat- Batman was created... Or born essentially from Bruce Wayne by travesty, um, with his parents being dead or dying. So if all of a sudden he became happy, could he still be be Batman? And I think that's the part of the story. Now I will give Tom King benefit of the doubt. He has always stated that he has a hundred issue story that he's doing, and this is just the midpoint to it. So um, I'll be interested to see what happens. I don't know if you can eventually if you're gonna if he's gonna change something that drastic. I personally would have liked to see it to see something that like an evolution of the character, but who knows? That could have been DC editorial saying, "Okay, you can lead up to this point, but you're not gonna marry him." I don't think so because I don't think that uh, DC would have put all that um, hoopla behind it if it wasn't possible, and also because the the thing. If they let Superman have a son, I think that they let Batman get married. 
Because that, that's what I thought would never happen. Mm-hmm. I can see Superman getting married, but Superman having a kid with a human woman. I, I didn't think they would ever let that happen, and it happened. DC is actually more apt at taking risks than Marvel is, if, if you notice. DC is taking a lot of risks lately, and I kind of like it. I wish I, 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 I like the DC characters more, mm-hmm. but they're being Mavericks out here because they've got that black label coming out in different size format that's pissing off a lot of uh, comic shops. And they've got like the two or three different kids line, which is little. That's going to be confusing the marketplace, having multiple children's lines. And then they're they've got like new age of heroes. They're 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 doing a lot of shit, and, and it seems organic as if they're trying to just try new things out. They have like, too many imprints coming out. I think. I mean, which can be good, it can be bad. Bendis has an imprint coming out. Yep, but they're bringing back Vertigo. Oh, that was gone. Vertigo's been gone for years. Really. Are you sure? Vertigo hasn't been around since at least before Flashpoint. Yeah, because uh, Vertigo's kind of been like uh, it, it kind of got transformed to uh, fucking. Actually, it might have been after not even Flashpoint. It might Gerald have been Gerald Way's uh, imprint. That was kind of Vertigo. Young animals. Yeah, that's kind of Vertigo esque. Um, but they're bringing back like the kind of like the darker stuff for Vertigo. You got the Sandman universe coming out, which why that isn't uh, in Vertigo, I don't know. Because beyond me, because didn't Sam Man kind of a, a Vertigo? He's character? the book that made Vertigo hot. Sam Man and Swamp Thing, wasn't it? And Hellblazer. Yep. Um, yeah. Now I'm thinking uh, it might have been after, shortly after uh, Blackest Night that Vertigo went away, because that's when they started incorporating John Constantine and Swamp Thing back into the. And then they fired DC uh, proper. Karen Berger, and her replacement, didn't they? Uh, that. That I don't know. Um, yeah, cause then like it have the Bendis. I mean, they may be trying out a lot of fucking uh, imprints, but I still kind of fuck with it because I like that they're trying shit out. Yeah, as opposed but a lot to, of times you like the stuff that uh, that isn't mainstreamish, mainstream esque. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like getting like the Bendis stuff is almost kind of like the Miller line of Miller World. Yep. Which sometimes Bendis can have good, because you you like Scarlet Scar- a lot, right? Yes. And Scarlet's continuing now through DC. They they've uh, solicited the first I think couple issues for it. <laughs> we'll see if it actually comes out. <laughs> but I feel like DC is probably paying Bendis and uh, Maliev to draw it because Marvel had like Marvel's uh, icon imprint was kind of like, it was kind of like image to where you, you don't get paid up front you get paid on a sale I, I feel like part of the, part of Ben's deal was that was I appreciate he makes sure that he, he people are getting paid up front well I think that's why rate. all the stuff guys start getting like, like powers never yeah, came out because like I bet you can count on one hand how many issues of power have come out in the last, last three. 10 years I was gonna say three <laughs> but uh which I liked I used powers used to be one of my favorite books but it got to the point when a new issue come out, I have so, no fucking clue yeah, what yeah, happened. No fucking clue. Um, and that's what just got frustrating. Yeah, but yeah, it feels. And then, um, and then you can tell there wasn't oming because he drew uh, Cave Carson consistently. He was never late. Mm-hmm. It came out monthly, so it had to be the fact that. And it's not Bendis because at one point in time he was putting out fucking ten books of Marvel. So exactly. if you're not getting paid, I guess why would you? Yeah, I mean, put it out. passion does not pay the bills, bro. Mm-mm. 
I'm going to get that writing, check. Writing Spider-Man, writing next <laughs> right. that. So it so that that could be one good thing about the uh, business uh, Jinx World, wh- whatever the fuck they're going to call it, that these books are going to come out on time. Cause DC, I feel like DC treats people better than Marvel does these days. Because I'm a Marvel guy through through make my Marvel all the way, but I feel like DC treats creators better. Now, do you think it's purposely kind of going on that? Do you find it odd that as soon as Bendis leaves, they're sending the original X-Men back to the... They're finally ending that storyline? But are they really ending it, or is it going to be the 17th bait and switch? I think they're finally ending it. I think they yeah. realize they ha- they've they said that uh, they had a ex- storyline... Uh, it's called Extermination coming out. Uh, but supposedly they, they need to find out, like, if the original five X-Men don't get back to their universe... Or mm-hmm. their time frame... Um, it's basically gonna do something. I don't know to all the mutants. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed. I think that's the storyline that needs to find the end. Dude, that's been like two thousand, almost two thousand. Fuck, I was just ten or some shit. Two thousand twelve, I think. Six years. Now, uh, but do you think they intentionally waited until Bendis was gone to do that, or no? Uh, well, Bendis might. Because they wanted to keep Bendis happy, they may have kept it, but um, yeah. So, or do you in think, a way, or do you think this might be a fuck you to him? Like we're gonna take what you created, and I don't see Marvel doing a fuck you because um, I think that Marvel also felt like Bendis, and then also Bendis probably priced himself out. Good. So, uh, like fucking Bret Hart. Well, like this is a wrestling uh, tangent. Deadly probably won't understand, but Bret Hart in the '90s got priced out of a fucking WWF. So like when, so he went to WCW. So so this could be that type of scenario to where like Marvel was kind of sad to see him go, but at the same time, he he was he, he cost more money than say fucking a Sam Humphreys. Like Frank Quietly whistled say on an interview that's probably gonna come out by the time this comes out. Oh, you know, it definitely will. You can't have Frank quietly drawing fucking Scooby Doo, because the page rate won't allow like the sales on it. So Bendis may have priced himself out at Marvel because he he, he he was at the apex. Mm, he was down past his apex. But Marvel still paid him that way. True. Because he, he was probably still their top tier writer. Exactly, and he shouldn't have been. But th- th- that's with anything though. It, it, if you're at the same job, well, in, in these days, because back when our parents were growing up. You will say, say the same company your entire life. Mm-hmm. But these days, that's not really the case anymore. Because after like five to seven years, maybe ten maximum. They say you have no ambition. Yep. You don't want to do anything else to Which is probably true. You plateau. Yeah. But that's why the average person now changes careers every five five to seven years. Mm-hmm. You done lost my Batman. Brian dropped I don't my know what I want. It's right by that leg. Ow. Um... So I don't think that Marvel was too upset because Marvel has been trying to build up their their other guys anyway. Like notice, like all Marvel's big name writers right now, people that Marvel is, is touting and putting out there that aren't really like big names. Yeah, because who's that one doing uh, Infinity Wars now? Uh, he was doing Jerry Dugan. Yeah, who fucking Jerry Dugan, bro? But he's doing a lot of their he's doing their next big uh, storyline. But Marvel's making them big as opposed to back in the day. Well. I was gonna say it was more organic, but it wasn't really. It wasn't really organic. Wizard made the fucking stars back in those days, but now Marvel is making their own fucking stars like Dugan, uh, Sam Humphreys. Who else? Well, that's DC, isn't it? 
Or is he at Marvel now? Yeah, like he's writing uh, one of the... Because he was doing Green Lanterns. Sam Humphreys was? Mm-hmm. Oh. He's writing some big shit at, um, at Marvel. And the guy that has a weird-ass name. Besides him, there's also uh, t- Tom Taylor's doing a bunch of shit now. Mm-hmm. And Marvel. He kind of goes back and forth, too, because he does yeah. those Injustice storylines still, which... I, I don't think he is anymore. No, I think he's still doing Injustice, oh. too. But I think it's only DC that he's doing. But he was doing that uh, X-23 Wolverine storyline, I think. Yep. Which I heard is uh, damn good. Um, I'll tell you what's... Let me see if I can figure out who the art or writer is. Because I'll tell you one Marvel one that I like that I think... And I guess I don't know. Um, who's the one doing Old Man Hawkeye? That's the guy I'm talking about. A like, guy whose name... Uh, he has a weird name. No, 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 no. That guy is... That's his first comics work. He's like a screenwriter. What is he? Um, Speaking of which, I gotta get back on that, man. Because I... Uh, that I got, a, that's a damn good storyline if you haven't read that. For everything I that they've the done as issue. follow-ups for... Uh, Old Man Logan, yep. which has, for the most part, been trash. Yep. Um, Old Man Hawkeye. Ethan Stacks. Yeah, I think, like, that's his first... Yeah, because I read, I read like, an article about that, and, like, he's, like, a, he, he's from Hollywood. He's either a novelist or a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, just some guy has a weird, fake-sounding name who's doing, like, a lot of, uh, working Marvel. Dude, really, if we're being completely honest here, Marvel... Doesn't have any big names anymore. Yeah, I don't really know who they're. Big All of the guys that they're they're touting and giving these good books, yeah, are are house are in house guys that they're making hot, but like there aren't really any stars that are known names in Marvel anymore because uh, Fraction's gone. Uh, well, besides their, their biggest name is uh, Jason Aaron. Well, him, because he's doing Avengers right now. Yep. And uh, Slot. Yep. Because Dan Slot's, I mean, they're giving him the reins of uh, Iron Man, Iron and, Man and the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Which Marvel is probably going to catch before it comes out, because now that their deal is getting blocked from uh, Fox. No, I, that's still going on. They said they they knew people were going to, uh, shareholders were going to try to interfere with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that said that happens on all of them, so... They probably should have announced it. Like, they put a Kevin Smith. They, they announced it before they should <laughs> Speaking of which, this is kind of tangentially comics. Did you see, like, his Hollywood? I did. did. Did that come out of nowhere? Is that why fucking Fat Man on uh, Batman has been so uh, sporadic? Because I feel like they came out of nowhere. No, because he actually filmed that two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, like, he, they talked about it a couple years ago. And they were supposed to go to, if I want to remember, Showtime. But then they passed on it because they only filmed the pilot. And that's all they've filmed so far, um, except for going back and uh, reshooting a different ending for it. Uh-huh. Um, I think some of his podcasts have been sporadic for the simple fact of had the heart attack and then he's been going through and doing a lot of different uh, shows and mm-hmm. um, across the country. Hollywood, the the screen. I mean, I guess the teleplay was good for it, but I think the acting they were trying to look. They didn't sell the jokes. As, you watch it? I'm like halfway through it. Oh, uh, I might finish it tonight, like if I don't fall asleep. But it was it was a good. The writing was good, but I felt like the execution was a little lackluster to me. It'll be interesting to see if they can come up with more. So now it's funding to see if they can get more. Yeah, did is that platform something that he invented? Nope. 
uh, that Rivet TV is someone that came to him and just said, hey, if you want to create a pilot or something like that, and then we can see if it comes. And he said, actually, I have one already. And uh, gave it to him and went from there. Is there anything else on uh, Rivet TV that I would have heard of? I don't think so. I think that was the first one so far. Uh, what we should have done is do Mall Rats. Eh, I, I think I, I'd rather do uh, Hollyweed. I'd like to see a 10 episode or something like that Mall Rats continuation like they wanted. Yeah. I mean, you're way more of a Kevin Smith loyalist than I am. Uh, I'd. Mall Rats is probably one of my least favorite Kevin Smith shits. Mine too. I just I'm kind of a completionist when it comes like that. I like continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I really wanted to see Clerks three. Um, honestly, I want to see Clerks three and Mall Rats TV show more than I wanted to see Jan Silent Bob reboot. I agree. Which, but, which probably isn't coming out either. No, he said that was one of his biggest regrets. If he would have died, or who knows? He said a lot of shit though, bro. But that was also supposed to be done. A year ago or something like yeah. that. So every time, every time I hear is like, oh, we're we start shooting this this fall, then it's this spring, this summer, something like that. So yep. we'll see. I'm not holding out hope. I hope so. Um, I think that Kevin Smith might be over. Honestly, I think because I felt like all these weed jokes are like, bro, you're too old making these weed jokes, bro. Go to a nursing home or something like start. No, I think he jokes about your prostate being fucked up because you're old as fuck. I liked him as a writer before he became the pothead. And his his humor is so sophomoric, and he's too old to be telling these kind of jokes. Like fucking Donnell Rollins, I felt sorry for him. Like, why, why are you doing these jokes? Like, you're too old to be tra- trying to be a rapper, bro. Like on a show like he had like the freestyle rap on that one <laughs> scene that they could have been t- taken out. I gotta go back. I think I was half asleep watching this, so I need to watch it again. It probably so put you t- and now. It sounds like I didn't like it. It was decent. Um, I like the fact that it's, it's an independent uh, production, but I just feel like if, if it was cast differently with a younger cast, the jokes and better actors, the, the jokes would have landed better. Because that porn star was... Is she playing like a crack porn star? Just by her. Because she's not... She, she's me. I watch a lot of porn. <laughs> she, she's not going to be in any of the porn I watch. No. I think you need maybe some sometimes stay stick away from. All right, I'm put making something. Let me put all my friends in it. But hey, yeah. End of the day, I guess if he's getting paid for it, Adam Brody got to eat. Man, I guess let him do what he wants to do. Studio don't want to give him money for it. They won't give him money. No studio, no studio in the world would give fucking Uckers with money. Which is why I, I've given him career advice on this show on numerous occasions. He needs to just do a, a Bendis. The comic community loves Kevin Smith. He needs to go to Marvel and DC or maybe Buffalo. Look, I want a line of books at your company. I want to, or I want to take over these two to four books and have them come out monthly. Get his boy uh, Walter Flanagan in the drama, whatever the fuck, and he can have a decent living off that shit because he will get top dollar at Marvel or DC. Well, we're only about ten years behind on this Batman Belcosity. Uh. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not coming out because 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 of his bladder spasms. Which, that was in the cacophony. Wine and Gyre was actually pretty good. No, but Wine and Gyre is when he did the bladder spasm. Hmm. Um, but that was all pre, pre-New 52. Yeah. And, like, that's where that's where his fucking bread is buttered, man. Like, he used to go back. To, because of Hollywood, unfortunately for Kevin Smith, his Hollywood days are over. 
he could come back, but the chances of it now, Mark fucking uh, Bernard is getting like his shine cause, like he's one of the uh, writers on that. Uh, Stephen, no, no, I mean a uh, Stephen King shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, Mark Bernard is getting up, but I think like Kevin Smith is like going down. We will see. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. Uh, anything else? Uh, I think that's good. We got some updated comic talk from us. Uh, although when it comes out, it may not be that that updated. But I mean, but I, I can put some shit around. Who knows? Because as it stands right now, a little inside baseball, I have, including this one, six episodes in the can. So this is the furthest ahead we've ever been on the show. Count your lucky stars. Yep. And got one coming out probably tonight as we record this. And then a big, the biggest interview we've ever had, and probably will ever have, um, <laughs> next week is coming out. So then, yeah, so we got a lot of dope content for, for you in our listening audience. And we just ask that if you like the show, tell a friend about it. Retweet it. Uh, Give us some reviews. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I, I don't really care about the reviews. Some thumbs I care up. more about the... Uh, listens. Well, yeah, listens. If those reviews lead to us getting listens, because, uh, I mean, sure, I think... I think that the, the, the analytics on the show aren't accurate. Because, uh, like I texted you the, the other day... I'm finding out that we're on platforms that I didn't think that we were even on. And then we have followers on, on those platforms that I didn't think we had. So, um, I'm not sure. I have to I have, I have to do some research on it. But I think that we we do have a, a wider scope than we think that we do. But, here's how we can know. Be vocal. Um, if you have anything you want to tell us, you can email us at uh, tsbofpodcast at gmail.com. If you email us, I guarantee you we'll read your email on the air. So start being a vocal fans. If you like TSBOF, let us know. We're pretty open. There's a good chance you can probably come on the show. And one thing I know, everyone waits for our best of episodes where we usually bring in uh, fourth host, co-host Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, Evan and myself, uh, well, I've, actually Evan came up with a great idea for the next time that we get Chad on um, to as a stroll down memory lane. Yep. Um, so you have that looking forward to. We have. I actually have two ideas for Chad. Um, we still have some great uh, B&E Music Factory episodes we're going to put out. Yep. Um, including Kanye, Eminem, mm-hmm. and some, and we have some other, uh, some character retrospective episodes mm-hmm. that we want to talk mm-hmm. about. Which actually we're going to do one today. We were going to do one today, but. Uh, Comic Talk took yeah. over, which is fine because like, that gets us back to the core of the show anyway. Mm-hmm. The core is going to be comic and comics culture. And it's still now it's more of a pop culture show. But yeah, but this is probably the first time that we've spoken comics on the show since our year-end review. Yeah. We might have a cooking episode coming up soon again. I definitely do. Yeah, so that's one that I'm definitely looking forward to. A nice cooking episode. But until our paths next cross, we'll just be here. A couple of guys telling true stories based on fiction. Yeah.